0: It is not 2021. There's no bank. There's no FNB, RMB, Investec, IPSA Standard Bank, Capitech, Discovery, whatever. Back in the medieval times, bankers and merchants would have benches from which they would trade, right? So you have a bench, and that's where it happened. Grain, coins, cloth, etc., etc. But every now and then, something would happen. A banker or a merchant or a trader would smash his bank bench in half and you would exclaim and walk away because this happened so often they had words for it in latin they would say bancus ruptus in in italy they would say bancarotta and in french they would say bancroue now those words sound familiar that's where the term bankruptcy comes from basically means my assets all that i own or that i have all the people that owe me, all the sort of, will do this for you, are less than what I owe others. So, the word insolvency or bankruptcy came into the English language around 1500s, a little bit of history lesson. And sort of, bank was like bench bank. But that sounds awfully familiar, because I look at this and I look at my life outside of Christ, and I'm a little bit bankrupt. The French, I quite like the French word bankrupt, because... They take it, they they sort of step further. Where Latin and like the Romans would say, "bankus roptus, which means broken bench, the French would say banku to refer to a shadow of what was. Basically, when the merchant was insolvent, they'd smash down his bench and they'd take it away. And on the ground, there would be signs of where the bench was. Outside of Christ, all actions, all dancing on the base, all good deeds... Is insufficient, and when I consider Isaiah sixty-four verse six to seven, that says, "All of us have become like one who is unclean; all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We shrivel up like a leaf, and the wind, and like the wind, our sins have swept us away. No one calls unto your name, or no strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us, and have given us over to our sin." Paul in the book of Philippians three, verse seven, echoes the same sort of sentiment. He says, "Whatever gains that I had, I consider them nothing, not." You know the scripture. He starts off with, "You know, if it were up to works, I am top of the pile, so to speak." And he mentions all those things that you know could be credited to him, but he says, "I consider it nothing. I consider it bankruptcy. It's insolvency. It's insufficient." I'm not able to match up to the creditor standards. But thank God he doesn't leave me in my state of bankruptcy. He doesn't leave me in my state of insolvency. Because when I read Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 21, I hear some words that are very familiar, words that I like. Words like he, Jesus now, is the image of the invisible God the firstborn from among the dead, that he is the head of the body, the church, that in him God might reconcile to himself all things that were in heaven on, on earth, that once me and you who were alienated from God, who were enemies from God, who were in debt, would be reconciled. And that if we continue in the faith, we will see our work fulfill and meet up to him and give him glory. So, This morning, I want to talk about the sufficiency of the cross. That's my intro. Time left. (laughs) Joking. We're already in it. We're already in it. (laughs) The cross is sufficient to justify. That where I was an enemy, now I'm in God's good books. It is sufficient to sanctify, to turn the unclean and to make it clean. But for all those that think, you know, yeah, Preacher's kid, being all doing all good works, a good husband, good mom, good all of that. It is also sufficient to hold things together. Because in my natural goodness, things don't hold together. In my natural intellect, things don't hold together. My business won't hold together. My marriage won't hold together. My family won't hold together. My friendships won't hold together outside of Christ. We can have I can have the best insight and the best knowledge ever but it does not hold together outside of Christ Back to the 1700s they would then come up with you know a strategy they thought you know this bankruptcy thing cuz they would then take the trader and sell him off to be a slave etc they said okay let's come up with a way to sort of remedy this and they would propose what we now have as like rehabilitation of insolvents you know the declare your assets and all of that stuff all that jazz so that's around the 1700s where they said to a merchant, if you declare all that you have and just give us the little that you've got, we'll discharge all the debts. We'll take that small and we'll distribute it and then you'll be fine. Now, we know, of course, these days that system is a little bit uh, dodgy, <laughs> abused, but it's all right. Now, this morning, I just want to remind us, and I just want to invite you to declare to the creditor What do I have? Oh God, I got nothing actually. What I give you, that is my life, that is my time, that is my energy, that is my finances, that is my resources. It actually is still nothing. I give it all unto you just to know you. That song does something. Let's not go there. This morning the call is to invite us to declare to God what we have. To declare to God the life, the time, to declare to God what he has given us, which is still not. To say, Lord, outside of you, I am insolvent. This is all that I have. Rehabilitate me. Amen.